Not afraid to tell it like it is. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon till 3 on AM 900 CHML. And I want you to ask yourself, you know, are you or do you consider yourself Islamophobic? Do you even know what that means? According to a, a newly released study, there is a quote-unquote epidemic of Islamophobia in Ontario. That's what I said to myself. An epidemic? Huh? What are you talking about? Uh, this study was done by the Council of Agencies Serving Immigrants. Sounds very formal, doesn't it? But it suggests that one in three Ontarians are increasingly racist towards Islam. And then it goes on to say that it sees it as anything but a religion of peace. According to the study of Canada's six major religions, Islam is viewed is viewed as an incubator of hate. Now, keep in mind, and I think it's important to point out, this, the study was done, you know, in the midst of this, you know, wave of violence that we've seen rock the Middle East. So hundreds slaughtered in Baghdad over the weekend by ISIS, the ISIS-inspired Orlando shootings that killed 49. So we had a lot of violence involving Muslims. And so maybe that's why we're seeing this kind of reaction from people. But it, it sure is a far cry from all those photo ops that you saw where you see all these welcoming shots of the Syrian refugees getting hugs from politicians and welcome into Canadian homes. But the reality is, and, and this is my view, as long as ISIS is around and folks are killing in the name of Allah, as long as we see gays tossed from buildings, women covered up, and Sharia laws in place, there will be a mistrust for Islam. And sadly, moderate Muslims will be cast in the same light. If, in fact, they don't speak out, who will? We're certainly not seeing our politicians speak out. They seem to be more worried about votes and offending people than speaking truth to the issue. So I wanted to find someone who can speak truth to this issue, or at least enlighten us and maybe give us a different viewpoint on it. So I I welcome Rahil Raza. She is with the Muslim Canadian. She's a Muslim Canadian journalist. You are an author. You are a speaker. You are pretty much someone who has more titles than I can rifle off in the time uh, that we have. But I welcome you to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Rahil, you are a Muslim. And and I want to know, do you feel that there is a quote unquote epidemic of racism in this country? Well, first of all, let me clarify that Islamophobia, and you were asking this question in your introduction, do people even know what it is? I want to be very clear that Islamophobia is something that was created after 9-11 by a U.S. Muslim Brotherhood group who decided to, quote-unquote, play victim for the purpose of beating down critics. This is from their own website. So this is a a created uh, notion. It is something uh, that was put into place to muzzle any kind of debate and discussion. And this um, headline saying Ontario facing epidemic of Islamophobia is absolutely frightening. This is what I call uh, creating uh, fear in people's hearts. I mean, this is uh, absolutely ridiculous uh, to to have a headline like this, that there's an epidemic on Islamophobia. Uh, I mean, what kind of report says that? And uh, when I go through that article, everything that's suggested in it is something that is very valid. Canadians have a right to question uh, what is happening with the settlement and integration of the Syrian refugees. Canadians have a right to ask questions about Islam and Muslims, especially in light of the last 
even 10 days when there have been thousands of people killed, including Muslims themselves, you know, from, mm-hmm. uh, from Baghdad to Istanbul to Dhaka to Medina. So uh, I, as a Muslim, question this, and why shouldn't any other Canadian have the right to, to ask important questions? And this uh, muzzling of discussion and this muzzling of questioning is something that leads to hate and bigotry. It's not the Islamophobia, which, of course, is just a word that is used so that people like you who are not Muslim should not be able to ask any open questions. But that is actually what leads to the hate and bigotry, because people are afraid. And if I was uh, not a Muslim, I'd be terrified. Uh, People are looking at what's happening in the news, and they have every right to ask these questions. And everything that's mentioned in this poll is Canadians asking valid questions, about the safety and security of the country that they love. Canadian ask, Canadians asking questions about immigrant policy. And why should that ever be considered in any way Islamophobic? Yeah, look, if I saw, you know, uh, crimes going up in the Jewish community at the hands of Jews, radical Jews, radical Christians, I would speak out against that just as I would uh, of those happening in the Muslim community. I don't look at all Muslims. I know lots of wonderful Muslims, lots of peaceful, law-abiding Muslims. And I speak to them, as I speak to you, who say we must speak out if we want to stop the cancer that is spreading. And that is a small, radicalized group who are really trying to hijack this religion. Is that, is that a fair statement to make? Yes, absolutely. I mean, definitely everybody should be allowed to speak out. And when you look at something that has been glaringly not mentioned in this article, that when you look at hate crimes, there was a larger number of hate crimes of anti-Semitism against the Jewish community than there was against the Muslim community. But we don't see any public signposts talking about this. In fact, this so-called public awareness campaign on Islamophobia that they have started is is absolutely racist. It just reinforces... uh, that there is uh, some, some huge problem, whereas we are living in a country where Muslims have more freedoms than they have in their own homelands. There are Muslims in Canada from 60 different parts of the world. Now, while having said this, there is racism and bigotry. It does exist. It has always existed. And we have to face it head on. You know, of course, racism and bigotry against anyone is terrible. But I don't see a public awareness campaign on anti-Semitism, which is happening in universities and in schools, so why is just one particular community being singled out? And, you know, a headline like this would shut people up from asking very, very, um, uh, you know, uh, concerning questions about what is happening. I, I can tell you as a Muslim that there is a war in the House of Islam, and I wake up every morning with a knot in my stomach when I read that there are more Muslims, now Muslims have killed Muslims, or they're killing non-Muslims. You have Orlando and the gay nightclub. And I know that people need to ask these questions. I get questions every day. I don't think of it as Islamophobia. They ask me if there's violence in the Quran, if Islam is a violent religion, why am I still a Muslim? These are valid questions, and we are not having enough open debate and discussion about these issues, and therefore people feel stifled. And now on top of it, you lump this uh, label of Islamophobia. I mean, what what kind of uh, freedoms are we talking about in a liberal democracy when we should be able to discuss everything? 
Well, because the, the Muslim community is huge, and it is a very important vote base for, for any politician. So I'm sure that comes in as an element. They don't want to, uh, you know, anger any of their possible voters. But let me ask you this, because, you know, this is a headline all over the province this morning. I woke up to it saying, you know, apparently we're all racist here in, in Ontario. But it's done by the agencies serving immigrants. So this is a, a, a government survey. And on the same day that that came out, the, the government of Ontario announced that it was going to be holding these racism, uh, you know, meetings. Uh, so what's going on here? Is it was this just a coincidence that these two reports came out at the same time? Or, you know, what what is the discussion that uh, we should be having here? The discussion that we should be having is that when uh, the Canadian government, as as in election campaign, where our leader, because of an election campaign, decided to bring in more than 25,000 refugees, which is a wonderful thing if it was done from a perspective of being a humanitarian. But this was an election promise. There should have been consideration about educating them about the country that they were coming into. I mean, I came as an immigrant to Canada. I studied what Canada is for six months before I decided this is where I want to come. And for the benefit of the incoming immigrant community as well as the host communities, there should be discussion and debate, there should be workshops, there should have been some discussion that took place, but to immediately slam this as Islamophobia so that there are never any discussions. And I know for a fact that, for example, the settlement of uh, the Syrian refugees in New Brunswick in the school system is creating many problems in terms of settlement. So why can't we talk about it? And, of course, the media is muzzled on it. They don't want to talk about it. The government doesn't want to talk about it. And now they're making sure that the average Canadian, the public, doesn't talk about it either. And when you muzzle this kind of a conversation, that is how you create racism and bigotry, not Islamophobia because somebody doesn't like uh, the face of another person. uh, You know, when you you look at a a city like Mississauga, in Ontario, there are more women there who wear hijab and niqab than I've ever seen in Pakistan. And on an average, I don't think that they, they are harassed. Yes, there are odd incidents. I will not say there aren't. And that is a person, person's you know, personal angst and their, their hatred towards another person. And that's something, as I said, we have to deal with. But if you're going to talk about, uh, you know, uh, racism and hatred and bigotry only about one particular community, what you're doing is you're, you're basically shutting up any kind of conversation or dialogue, and that is the most dangerous thing that any government could ever do. Do you see this getting worse, or do you see this, you know, just becoming accepted? Because I, I, I feel, you know, yesterday I spoke about the very issue that you bring up, which is the, the refugees, the settlement of them, and the fact that issues have been brought to light. First, it was cast off as, you know, a conspiracy theory. You know, the Toronto Sun picked up the story. So, you know, it's being picked up in dribs and drabs. Some Liberal MPs have spoken quietly about the fact that there are, in fact, issues that are starting to pop up. But everyone is so scared to talk about it. And, and so, you know, if, if we don't talk about it, do you not agree that we're going to find ourselves with some very big problems? Of course I do. It's becoming worse. It has become worse in the last couple of years. And this is what I say about this issue of Islamophobia to muzzle any kind of discussion or debate. And, you know, when the, when the government or when whoever is involved doesn't want to answer very leading questions, this is what they do. They shut up the conversation. But as Canadians, 
each one of us has the right to know, is there something that's going to harm our country? The safety and security of this land should be our first priority because we are Canadians and we care. And this is about the only country left, touch wood, knock on wood, where we haven't had too many major disasters. But what do we want to do? Wait until something happens before we're going to have an open discussion and debate? But it already has happened. And I'll stop you there because we've already had an attack in this country. It seems to have been forgotten about. We do know that radicalization is taking place of young people in centers like Alberta. We've seen problems, uh, you know, Quebec, there have been issues in mosques. No one will talk about that. Uh, You know, it seems everyone's scared, but we do know that Canadians, maybe not in huge numbers, are being, in fact, radicalized. One in particular is being accused of possibly have been, you know, led that attack on Friday in, in Bangladesh. Absolutely. So the, how how should we not be discuss, discussing this? We know this. I mean, as a Muslim, I can tell you that we are living in a time when it is so frightening because, you know, the, the, uh, the ability to discuss the agendas of the Muslim Brotherhood, to discuss that uh, the extremists have declared war on us, to discuss the agendas of the Salafi Wahhabi ideology. I mean, it's coming at us from all sides. And you know something? People like ISIS, these groups, they love it when this whole Islamophobia issue comes up because that's what they want. You know, they want uh, the, the, the normal public to be so scared to discuss these, these issues so that they, go, they can go on with their terror attacks and nobody will uh, have the wherewithal to open their mouth and say, where is this happening? Where is the hate coming from? Can we go to the source of where the, the youth are being radicalized? And it's happening right here in Canada. And so 10 years from now, we're going to look back and say, this is what we should have done because we weren't allowed to have the dialogue and discussion. I mean, as a Muslim, there's a lot that I can say and I do, which I do write about. But every single Canadian has the freedom and should have the right to ask key questions about how this is, how Islamist radical ideology, a word that will never be used by our prime minister or the president of the United States, But that is exactly what it is, a radical Islamist ideology that has kept us all in fear, has taken us hostage, has muzzled the conversation. And and not just uh, outside of the Muslim community, but certainly within. So what do you hear from from other Muslims? What do they want to happen? And and what kind of discussion uh, do they need to happen? And I think my follow-up question to that would be, why are are there so few vocal uh, Muslims in the community who speak out? Like, why is it that you are Tarek Fatah? There's so few of you. By the same ideology that is so rampant. Now, look, we, the ones who speak out, and they're very few in number. I mean, I was just yesterday, I was trying to count worldwide, and I couldn't even go beyond the number of 100 who are speaking out, who are uh, exposing the problem, uh, trying to educate the masses about where the issue lies. Um, generally, Muslims are in denial. First of all, it's always a conspiracy theory, and it's always someone else's issue. Secondly, they don't want to discuss it. Uh, this is, you know, n- n- it, because to discuss it, they have to accept that there's a problem. But it's like a cancer. It's like a virus. If you don't isolate it and if you don't treat it, it just grows. So, you know, we can talk around the issue and deflect from it as much as we want, but that is not the solution to the problem. The solution is not hate and bigotry either. The solution lies in between. It lies in the fact that we need to have roundtable conferences. We need to have forums where we can openly discuss the problem of radical Islamist ideology. Where is it coming from? What is happening? What is happening to our youth? 
But that's not happening at a, at a public level because our leaders, uh, because of the vote bank or because of this label of Islamophobia, have been muzzled into silence. And this is what Islamophobia does. This is what the term Islamophobia one does. And the people who created this term must be um, on cloud nine because they have succeeded. Well, they the have absolutely succeeded in silencing the majority. Yeah, yeah you, you are right on that. But look, the, the province announced yesterday that it was going to hold these public forums, these meetings on racism. And have you been contacted about it? Do you of believe that not. any discussion <laughs> will be... Why would they want me there? Because I'm going to talk about not racism, but exactly what I said to you. You know, let's talk about the problem on hand, the much bigger problem right now, which we need to talk about is the radical Islamist ideology and the, the, the growing rate of, of radicals. You know, racism, yes, is something that can be discussed, but uh, you know, you know, that's something that we all have to deal with ourselves. Our moral and ethical guidance tells us not to be racist towards other people. But, you know, if you're going to talk about racism, then bring in every other community that uh, has, has been targeted. I mean, case in point, in the United States, it's a targeted killings against those people who thought they were Muslims, mostly the Sikhs, because, you know, they wore turbans. So how about some education, uh, you know, this, uh, so, some education and enlightenment on the real issues, on the real problem, who the real extremists are, and where is this coming from, why, where is it happening? And it's frightening to see how quickly these movements grow. You know, now you've got an awareness campaign on Islamophobia. But what about an awareness campaign on radical Islamist ideology that is spreading faster than the so-called Islamophobia fear that is going on? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, certainly, you know, we'll be following the issues. But I'd like to know where the province is going with this, what, what it is they're trying to achieve uh, well, you know, it, this is political correctness. Sure. I mean, one of the things it says in this report is that when they study uh, Canada's six mainstream religions, Islam is the most likely to be viewed by respondents as a promoter of violence. So, I mean, look at the world events. It doesn't take rocket science to see that many people look upon Muslims as promoter of violence because of what is happening. Every single terrorist in these last attacks was a Muslim or they followed the faith of Islam. So there's a big question. There's an elephant in the room that nobody wants to address or ask the question. So if Canadians express their fear, then they are called racist, then they are called bigots, then the Islamophobia label is slapped on them. So they shut up and they back off, but the angst grows in them. I mean, the fear is there. The questions are there. I get a question almost every single day in my email, which I address, because I know that people are afraid. And there should be ways in which to address these questions, these ideas. We have the freedom to discuss everything, but we are not really using that freedom because we are being muzzled by these uh, policies. Yeah, and, and I tend to agree, and I thank you so much for sharing your views with me today. My pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Rahil Raza, who is a Muslim. She's a journalist, a speaker, an activist. She speaks out. She's one of very few in the Muslim community who, do, who does speak out. And I appreciate that because it's important that we do at least speak about it, even if we disagree.